Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by two special guests, Cormac Higgins. Hello. And Gary Colton. Hi there. Cormac and Gary both recently represented the Republic of Ireland at the XTC and also played in Euros. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that and then a bit of a chat about maybe the Irish X-Wing scene in general. So Cormac, we'll start with you as you were captain of the the Irish XTC team this year. So could you just give us a quick rundown of how you got it started and how things went? Yeah, so um, obviously ETC has been running for a couple of years and... I've always been quite keen to get an Irish team going, um, but there isn't that much of a, um, I suppose, number of volume of players in Ireland. So t- last year was the first time we said, OK, let's try and get it, get it started and see how we get on. And we managed to get six players um including guys who have like connections to Ireland but weren't necessarily playing in Ireland. But we said, right, let's get it started, get it on the road. And then we had a really um, fun year last year. So it then became a little bit easier because this year when we decided to go down the road of the XTC, um, because we had the precedent of going, it was a bit easier to say to people, listen, we're going to be running the team. We really want to get as many Irish players from Ireland going as possible. Um, and that's kind of how it started. I was um, captain out by default because I was the only one at the time who was just willing to kind of take up the reins rather than anything else. I had kind of zero interest in a power <laughs> power grab. So, um and that's kind of where it started. And this year, thankfully, we got a really good response of players from Ireland. We ended up with five people playing, myself as non-playing captain, um, and we probably could have had another one or two people who would have came at the same time as well. Yeah, it's really good stuff. And there's a Northern Irish team as well, wasn't there? Yeah, and again, same thing. Northern Ireland, they wanted to get a team going they managed to get a couple of people from the north and then they've added a few more people who have either qualified or who wanted to play for Northern Ireland. And same kind of principle for them next year in that they will have a great opportunity now to, they've created that hype and created that buzz. So I think next year they'll easily get a lot of people from the local scene to head out to wherever it's going to be next year. Um, now that the kind of the jump has been made and the first the first people have gone over, said it's been fun, come back, and then it'll be it'll show other people that it's like, okay, well, actually, I'd really like to be part of this. Because it's quite rare that you're going to have an opportunity to represent your country. I wouldn't have made it as a professional footballer. At this <laughs> so I think it's quite nice to have an opportunity to kind of... Um, it's... You wouldn't, um, I suppose, it, it's a nicer feeling than you think putting on a little jersey that says, you know, if your own country on it. It's actually quite a nice feeling. No, I'll bet. We'll just need to find other niche hobbies so you can keep doing it more and more. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Gary, do you want to just give us a quick rundown maybe of how the Irish team did? You know, how you found the matchup process, how you find coming up with lists and so on? Yeah, I mean, it was it was an amazing experience, like like Cormac was saying. I mean, getting the team together and, and coming up with the lists, it was something that not a lot of us were familiar with. And I think we learned a lot from the experience. You probably saw it in, in the chats and that. Obviously, out of the, the 10 games, we had three and seven, which on the surface, I think, 
seems like a, a rough run. Um, but talking to the team afterwards, we broke it down. And you know, seven out of those ten uh, were either three and twos or twos and threes, which I think for a lot of the countries looking at it that way, looking at XTC as a as a format, it shows just how close those those margins are, and how one or two years of of getting experience the format, experience of the the matchup process, um, really makes a big difference. But um, overall, it was a huge learning experience for all of us, and I think everybody had a had a blast. But Comer kind of led us through the the list building process, coming up with the idea of, of one list you put forward, a stronger, more beefy list, a couple of lists that may be more specialized and how you should play those in. And perhaps in the first couple of rounds, you mightn't have played that that well um, and kind of threw the wrong person under the bus or, or paired into the wrong thing. But I think overall, just how close everything was, I think was a really good showing for, especially for a country with, you know, four million, four and a half million people and, and a, quite a small uh community of players i think we did quite well i was very very happy with it we joked with the the polish team that um, they had more people at their team try it than we have active players in the country so <laughs> we did fairly well i think I, I was very happy with it yeah and what kind of attitude did you take towards you know assigning people lists did you just let people kind of fly the faction they wanted or did you have certain archetypes in mind you know um well it's it was a little bit of both in that I think it's really important from my point of view. All I really wanted was to get people there to have fun and to represent the country and want to come back the following year. And I didn't want to be too prescriptive with lists saying, okay, you should run this. Um, I only want you to run this. I really wanted people to be running something that they liked and something that they found fun. Um, We try to then kind of tailor our list a little bit. So, Faction-wise, we basically said to people, well, what would you like to play? And then we kind of gradually, we found that actually we had a pretty good split of factions anyway. Um, And then within those, we said, okay, well, this list seems to be, you know, pretty good. Gary was playing Separatists. So we said, okay, well, we've got a Separatist Swarm, so that's pretty good. So then we're just looking what else would complement with them. But really, the biggest part for me was, okay, are you happy to play this? Um, because I think people will do better if they're happy playing the list rather than something I've just told them here, fly this. And it should be fun. I don't like. I don't want people going to it and then thinking, oh well, I, I don't really want to go back next year if I have to play ten games with a list that I don't really like. So for me, that was the the fundamental building blocks. Um, I think for other teams that have more active players, they can be a bit more. I suppose they can determine their list a lot more because they can say, okay, well, we want a Jedi list. Who's our best Jedi player? Um, when you've got a smaller player base, you can't be that that kind of um, picky and choosy. You just have to say, okay, well, we've got a good bunch of players here. Let's play them to their strengths, to the list that they like to play. And it did actually work out quite well. Cool. Yeah, I think, you know, as you say, it, it built hype. And I think everyone did have fun. A lot of people had good things to say about the Irish team. I know Bob said that uh, his game against Kevin when England played against Ireland was one of his favourite of the weekend. So that's all going well. And hopefully, yeah, you'll be back again in, in strength next year. Mm-hmm. I think all the streams and stuff at XDC really helped build the hype as well. Like, there was so much to keep on top of. And all the chats going mad. It made quite a bit of excitement around it. Yeah, the streams have the massive amount because when you can actually... 
if you're just seeing results, it doesn't kind of, you don't feel as much a part of it. But when you can actually spend a day, there was so many people who are spending their Wednesdays and Thursdays watching X-Wing all day when they wouldn't normally have anything X-Wing related to watch. Um, and there was people like with two or three different streams running at the same time. And it just really helps people at home get involved and see the lists and see what's happening and kind of see the people maybe that from their own country to recognize or see that podcaster that they've heard about and see what they're playing. I think the streams really added to it. And I think next year, hopefully they'll keep that going as much as possible. And definitely without a doubt, I think you've seen since since we came back a lot more activity on X-Wing Ireland on the Facebook page, you know, people getting involved in organizing some maybe the hyperspace uh, events or a couple of the store kits, there's been a sudden increase. So definitely as you have that traffic and that discussion and people can get behind these events or community, it's definitely built it up. So it's been good to see, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So let's quickly touch on Euros. You both played, I think. Gary, let's start with you. Did you play the same list you flew in the XTC or did you change it up? No, I played the exact same list. And after 10 games, I probably should have been smarter, but I went in with the, the Separatist Swarm again. So... Um, kind of went for the full, the full sixteen games with the seven ships. So I was a bit, uh, a bit burnt out. But I think it's yeah. it's wise sometimes not to change it up. And and if you, if you kind of have a run with the list and understand it and really get into the the mechanics of it, I think I was happy enough that I stuck with it. But just definitely was was a bit tired of it by the end. But ended up going uh, four and two. So I missed the cut. Um, I lost as Andreas Osteroth. I think it was and uh, Christopher Betson. Uh, so two ace players who kind of schooled me on on how to play aces against Swarm. So um, I don't mind uh, losing to those two guys. They're really, really good. But um, overall, same basic experience of as with XTC, just exceptionally friendly. And I had a laugh in every single game. I don't think there was one game that I even felt in the slightest bit under pressure. And it was just good fun. And, and I think that's the, the great thing about the X-Wing community, even in those very very competitive events or or formats you always tend to have a laugh so i had a blast in both events um you know and i got to sit down for the the sunday and watch some of the guys in the cut and watch cormac and not spoiler alert but um you know <laughs> sit down and enjoy it and, and I, I yeah it was it was brilliant cool uh, and cormac what did you fly and how'd you get on um well mine was slightly more interesting because um, I was planning to be non-playing captain for Ireland, um, so that if you know, I, I'm not that reliable as regards getting out to places, as people probably have heard. Um, so I said, okay, if I'm non-playing captain, I don't have to play a list during XCC. I can just watch, help the guys, have some beer, have some fun. That's all. Um, so of course, I did miss my flight. So I missed the first two rounds of the XTC. And then when I arrived, unfortunately, one of our guys, Jody, had really bad food poisoning. So um, my two days of nice, relaxed beer drinking turned into um, two days of still beer drinking, but with, <laughs> with the pressure of then I had to actually fly Jody's list for six games. Um, so that was the Venny and Finn and Bastion list. Um so yeah, so I was wasn't expecting to fly that much during that time, and then on the morning I thought it would be then sensible if I wasn't flying into the XCC to just do the first heat in the Euros. Mm-hmm. So Friday I woke up with a tremendous hangover. Uh, <laughs> 
I was like going, this was not a good idea. Um, so went to went to the things. First game, go, and I ha- look at the board, and I'm going, oh, Tyler Tippett, round one. I'm like going, oh, for God's sake, that is not how you want to start. <laughs> um, but the day went well. Um, I managed to go 5-1. Um, I Unfortunately, my last game was against Oli Pocknell, so it came down to a one eight six off. So um, that was a bit tense, and both of us know exactly how we play. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we know for the first 40 minutes nothing is going to happen. Um, some of the guys wanted us on stream, but we're like, oh, this is going to be the most pointless game ever to be on stream because we're just going to spend 40 minutes dancing around each other. Um, but I managed to get one of those where crutch block just doesn't work for him and I go through then it's 5-1 um, now unfortunately Kevin from Team Ireland also managed to make the cut um, and as we were working out the numbers we were like looking at going hmm there's a very good chance the pre-cut could be both of us playing each other um, yeah. and that's exactly how it turned out um, uh. which was a real shame because it's like when you get two people from the team making the cut you're, you're delighted and everyone's kind of happy about it and then when you know it's like okay oh, now we're paired up against each other. One of us is going to knock each other out. Um, that was a real shame. So played the next day then, Sunday, um, played a game against him. That was really tense. Uh, he was playing Hatchet Man, flew it really well. Um, but I managed to kind of take down his shuttle and won the game on points. And then the next game was the top 32 match. And that was against guy, I think, Juan Del Rio from Spain um, and he absolutely schooled me Um, he got his engage perfect and then on top of his engage being perfect his soon tier like rolls nasty four hits and my Obi-Wan blanks out completely and after that then it's like okay this is not going to be easy and he just he just outplayed me the dice didn't help me but he he put himself into positions so that was the end of my top 32 um but i was happy out i got my templates you know um it was more than i was expecting um i then got to watch all the rest of the guys who were playing in the top cut i got to marvel at dale jousting with imperial aces and (laughs) go how is this working but it was um and yeah, then we finally just had a great time. The Euros is, is a great event, and it, it's kind of pairing the XCC with it is a great idea because it just means that we've got all these people together. The atmosphere builds up from the XCC, and everyone at Euros, you have people from all different countries. You had obviously America, but you had, like, I was playing against a guy from Latvia, and you're playing against then someone from Spain, and it's just, it's really, really cool. Um, so regardless of how it it finished i was quite happy but it's a great event anyway and i strongly urge anyone who's on the fence about going you really should try and go depending where it is next year of course yeah we don't know that yet unfortunately but hopefully it won't be too long you mentioned you had obi-wan but what was your exact list oh my exact list um which is as a kind of an in joke i've i've called it cormac jedi Basically, myself and Julian Hood came up with the exact same list at the exact same time. Um, and Julian then was doing really, really well with it. And I was like going, right, I'm, 
I'm naming this before he does really, really well with, and everyone calls it, you know, Jules Jedi or something like that. So yeah. um, it's the same list as he was running. So it's Obi with CLT, Annie with Sense, Regen, and Spare Parts, and then two Tarns. Um, and it's really fun. It's actually, I really like the low PS blocking combined with having that those kind of aces who are running around with that. But the blocking part of it is is really that's the bit like I think I enjoyed the most. Um, but yeah, if if you're ever talking to Julian, it's Cormac Jedi. Well, you said it here, and I believe it was called <clears> that <throat> on the the latest One Day Six podcast. So that exactly, just called that now. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think we'll just touch on the Irish acting scene. We've mentioned it a little bit, and you know it's not the biggest scene. But Gary, do you want to just tell us like what are tournaments like? Are they spread out across the country? So they are. There's there's kind of four four hubs really at the moment, main hubs. There'd be Dublin, obviously, which is the capital. Then you have Cork, which is the city that I live in. Um, you'll have Limerick, and then you'll have the guys up north. So um, they're the the four hubs of X Wing. So it's a really small community, but I think the people in in each of those are pretty dedicated, and everybody chats, you know, internally. So it's we all know each other. It's very friendly. Um, but I think the one thing we definitely miss is that, that, for example, what the UK have with those larger events, our hyperspace, I think our last hyperspace was about 26 people. Um, I think the largest one we've ever had is 45 um, for a regional. Um, so it is a small community, but it's amazing. You know, there's very active players and, and, and a lot of discussion. So it's a great community, but it's, it's good to see people start to travel as well. I think having gotten a bit more uh, content back to the guys for Euros or for XTC, I think people are going to be a little bit more inclined to travel out. And I think there's a few of us discussing coming over to see you guys in February for your event. Um, so we need to get those numbers together. Um, but with regards events, kind of we'd have Realms, uh, Gamers World gathering uh, in, in the Republic. So they're the, the kind of core hubs. Um, and then obviously we have our hyperspace coming up in November. Um, so that's going to be run by Realms in November the 9th and 10th. Um, so I shared that's it out today. That's in Cork, is it? It's in Cork, yeah, down the yeah. south. But there is, you know, I'd really, it's one of the things I discussed with a few of the guys. Um, you know, the, the UK or Poland, they've all hosted us so many times. It'd be great for us to be able to host them. So there is direct flights in from a lot mm -hmm. of the cities in the UK. Um, direct flights into Cork, which is, I mean, I'd call it a city, but to be honest with you, I think it's like, the county has 500,000 people, you know, but yeah. uh, it's uh, so there's direct flights in. The event is in the center of the city, so in aptly in the Imperial Hotel. Um, so we've managed to book that out for the 9th and the 10th. So it's as part of an RPG con. Um, and the tickets, I think, are 30 euros. So it's, it's not a particularly expensive for, for all inclusive, you know. So um, what I'd say is if there is any of the guys in the UK or further afield that want to come over, um, get in contact with me directly on Facebook or I'll share out to the Star Wars uh, UK and Ireland Facebook page with the details and we can make sure that everybody gets where they need to be. Yeah. Awesome. I will say I will be going uh, Excellent. and I've gone over to, to Ireland for some events before and uh, yeah, the community is great, really friendly, really welcoming. I would definitely recommend going over if you're free on that weekend. And if you're in the UK, the flights are super cheap, so no excuses really. Um, and I think that's all we have time for today. So thanks very much for coming on, guys. Excellent. Thank you. Thank uh, you for having us. No problem. 
Do you want to make any shout-outs or anything? Um, can I just shout-out basically to the Irish team? So we had Kevin, Keen, Jody, Gary, myself, um, and who am I missing? Julio. Um, so the guys were great. It was great getting to know them. Obviously, being in the UK, I don't meet them all the time. So this was the first time I was meeting a lot of them. Um, and we had a little Airbnb in Krakow. And it was just, it was really, really fun to kind of spend a couple of days having a few beers, having food. It was just a really nice um, group of guys to hang out with. Cool. Gary? Yeah, and apart from, from our team, I think every team we played, um, personally, I mean, I, for me, I love both events, but XTC was a, was a highlight for me. Um, for any of those countries that might have smaller player bases or um, don't have huge amounts of players, like it is not an intimidating environment. We had a, an absolute blast with all 10 teams we played against. I mean, starting off with the Swiss, who are our spirit animals, we just, I think we had a, one of the lads out on uh, for a few drinks the night before and he poisoned one of our players so that's a conspiracy but <laughs> um you know an absolute pleasure to play that event and I'd, I'd encourage any country that didn't have a team at the xtc this year get one come over and, and join us next year because it was so much fun and it's it's not intimidating it's a it's a friendly environment so highly highly recommended for sure and the 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 organizers were phenomenal cool Hopefully, I'll manage to get there next year. We'll see. We'll hold uh, you to that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was so gutted when I couldn't go this year. I'll, uh, if work tries to stop me again, I'll just quit. All right, so it's uh, goodbye from Gary. Goodbye. Goodbye from Cormac. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Monday.